Welcome to See Me After Class. This is a podcast by two New Zealand secondary school teachers based in the Southern Alps of New Zealand. We operate out of classrooms that look out over the most stunning mountain ranges in the bottom of the South Island. And it's my pleasure to introduce Renee Plunkett, who is a fourth year English teacher. And sitting here with me is Chris War, a teacher with 17 years under his belt from both overseas and here in New Zealand. And Renee, apart from being a teacher, is also an avid gardener. And Chris also enjoys triathlon. This podcast is about the day-to-day realities and joys and sometimes horrors of our teaching experience in the classroom. So we invite you to listen in and we invite you to give us feedback on what you hear. This is... See me after after class. Hi everyone, it is week 7 of term 3 and uh, this is episode 24 of See Me After Class. Chris, hello. Hi Renee, welcome back. I know, I'm sorry everyone, I was um, unwell last week which sort of meant our recording um, of the podcast fell by the wayside a little bit but I'm back feeling a lot better today, well have been feeling a lot better since about Tuesday so that's positive. That's great and Mm. um, it's definitely a time when there's been a lot of absent people due to sickness hasn't there? Oh yeah. Yeah, we're just, I've just been um, watching the All Blacks game with some friends this afternoon and we were all just sort of talking about, just in general around the whole sort of town it seems, everyone's getting struck down by either the flu or some kind of bug and it just, it's all kind of lingering at the moment. Yeah, and we got that notification of the measles epidemic coming our way as well, so... Mm. Could be interesting times. Absolutely. How's your Saturday been? My Saturday's been brought to you by the letter P for procrastination. (laughs) (laughs) I've I've cleared all the ash out of the log burner, but I haven't done any marking. Oh, I'm I'm the, I'm a wee bit the same. I um I have some practice essays that I could be looking at right now, but I've spent the day painting, so you know they'll just wait. Till, uh, they'll wait till later. <laughs> uh, so it's definitely P Saturday. Yep, it is. It is. Um, what else has been happening for you this week, Chris? Um, it's been interesting. Uh, at school, we've been working towards s- these assessments that we're doing in the senior school that are mm. under the banner of significant connections, which is a uh, a tying up of all of the year's work where the students are asked to write or present a report on the things that are significant in their minds that connect a range of different texts that we've studied and that they've chosen for themselves. And it's just definitely by far my favourite part of the year mm. because we've done all this work on the learning and now they get to really get amongst it and in quite sophisticated ways have to draw out threads of themes and ideas and look at the stylistics of their literature and um, make meaningful conclusions. I can't mm. wait to get to the point where I can read those. Yeah. But before we get to that, we've got a set of school exams to get through, haven't we? Oh, do we ever. Halfway through next week, our senior students um, from years 11, 12 and 13, all sitting in CEA, um, are going to be sitting there, what we call the mock exams, um, to see, uh, you know, have a, have a practice run, I guess, at, at the yeah. end of the year thing. I know we have to practice and I know yeah, it makes do. sense and I, I wouldn't argue with it in the sport world. I can't argue with it in the education world, but at the same time, the... Uh, the, the interruption to the flow of their learning mm. created by practicing for something that we're going to be doing for the, the majority of next term as well. This sort of really significant 
burden of assessment on both us and the kids yeah. is quite big. I mean, with the external exams, the, the the advantage of those for us professionally is that they're also externally assessed, so yes. we don't have to mark them. But I'm going to have, what, 180 exam papers to mm. mark in, what's a six-day time frame? And, that, and I have three periods, three hours to do that in, and it's actually going to take, what, probably about 40 hours. I know. Goodness me. I know. I feel but, that it's, um, it's a big undertaking for us, but at the same time I always find that I get some useful insight into where it is I need to go next um, yeah. in order to prepare for those external exams at the end of the year with the kids. Like I really yeah. don't, in, my, in many of my classes, um, I don't do much preparation with them for these. It's, um, mm. you know, they might get four four revision lessons out of me and yep. then they have to walk in there and have a crack at it. But it does, I think, shed a lot of light on um, where to next, especially with yeah their externals coming up next term. In terms of developing the skill of uh doing exams, definitely the case. And obviously we have to help them develop that skill because that's how they demonstrate what they know. But I'm also quite like you, in fact, probably more than you, I, I do literally say to them, these are practice exams. I'm not quite mm. sure the value of practicing for a practice. So <laughs> practice during the practice exams and we'll see how you go. And then from there, we'll make decisions about what comes next. Because yeah. I do, I mean, if we're going to make most value out of it, then we kind of need to use those as the main sort of indicator of where they are at this point and yes. then act on that. I really like the fact that you and I this year are sharing around our students' work to mark. Mm, I really so enjoy I. seeing, yeah, I really see, enjoy seeing the output of your teaching mm. in the form of the exams. And it helps me provide a counterpoint to the ones that my students are doing so yes. that I can kind of, they can fit in. And it's, it's always been really uh, fascinating to see how other, other teachers' students do with the same exam paper. So I'm really looking forward to that. So am I. It's it's something we've done for the last couple of years, isn't it? We've we've um, yeah. as across the department marked um, a, pa a set of papers rather than for our own classes. And you and I are going to continue with that this year. Um, and yeah. I do. I really. I really. The other thing I really enjoy is sometimes I see these moments. I can hear you in um, the students' exam papers, and I can sort of see those areas that you really focus on with with your um, programs. And it's um. It's a, just a nice insight into what it is that you kind of do in your classroom. Yeah, that's right. And I've also really enjoyed afterwards the critical reflections yes. that you get from the teachers who are doing the marking of your own students. It's yeah. really nice, isn't it, to it's hear great. what they are seeing in the work. And it's a very nice summary. Yeah. I, I definitely like that. Yeah. I think it provides a bit of consistency for the students as well. And Completely. I guess also it, it gives them a chance and perhaps even me a chance to see what another person might make of what we've mm. made of the texts mm. because we do go out on some pretty interesting tangents in our classes. Oh yeah, absolutely. And it, it, and each of us teach to our individual strengths and interests as well in a, in a way, like yeah. that we do bring ourselves into our classrooms a lot. And it's important to remember that people other than ourselves are going to be marking these at the end of the year. So we aren't giving our students the grades on um, this particular piece of assessment. So it does need to be able to be read and understood by somebody who's outside of that classroom as well. So there's yeah, also right. that we insight, which is, um, I find really valuable. Hmm. I wonder if anyone's going to answer all eight questions oh. rather than an essay on one of the eight. The, <laughs> I bet you someone will. It was the first thing. It's always the first thing I talk about. I just have this 
vision of one of them doing it and I just think oh how awful would that feel to just realize afterwards that you only needed one question yeah yes but that's you know the exams actually are assessing reading and I guess part of the reading is just reading the question yeah reading the question and the bold underlined one at the top of it it's a one of the following (laughs) yeah no we'll see how that goes but yes it's um it's a big load but I yeah we get a lot about it I find my students get a little bit stressy around this time though like I particularly Mm. at levels two and three where some of the students might be using um their essay pieces as part of their internal writing portfolio assessment those ones mm. sort of seem to be a little bit um a little bit under the pump right now yeah and uh, obviously i think that often has to do with how our culture and education treats the exams i mean it is great it does make sure that they have something that is meaningful that they have to work towards and mm. just in the same way as with our sports teams we have tournaments that we work towards or games Absolutely. that we're playing that we work towards and that that provides a kind of a really meaningful target that focuses their attention I also think that we do place probably an unnecessary amount of importance on Mm. the results from exams and I think that that creates quite a lot of anxiety for them and when you think that it's multiplied across the six or seven subjects that they do it's coming from everywhere um, and then if we if we start feeling anxious as well then that probably really is a killer for them Mm, it does feed it I mean you know it's it's always it, it can always be um hard to approach something that's going to you know you've been kind of programmed all your life to believe is going to tell you how good you are um Mm. and it's going to be a defining thing and it's 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 interesting because you know as teachers we are also judged a bit on these results too so there is quite I feel like there is quite a lot of pressure that goes into these um even sometimes the practice exams and I think that I think as a department we do quite a good job at reminding our students I know the three uh, you um myself and Gina all sort of remind our kids that these are, this is a practice run and it's there for you to learn something from. But, yeah, high-pressure situation a wee bit. Yeah, and some of people respond better to that pressure than others. Mm. Um, I was always someone who was very last-minute, and, you know, my <laughs> P for Procrastination Saturday would suggest that. But um, And so I, I would do okay in exams. Yeah. Um, but I also guess I gained a good foundation through being committed to my learning throughout every year so by the time I got to exams I did know what I was talking about exactly yeah so no it's um yeah it's going to be all go this time next week yes so we should definitely you know when we record our podcast maybe maybe see if we can find there's always some golden moments in the essays we should um, pull some out yeah (laughs) we can anonymously read some of their beautiful writing so that'd be be good fun yeah absolutely so what else has been happening this week I feel like it's been a bit of a whirlwind of a week well it's I guess there are some things that are I guess not for publication yes. that are going on in our school. The climate in the school at the moment is, um, I think funereal wouldn't be an inappropriate term. No, I think that I, nails it. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, we in previous podcasts we have made reference to our dissatisfaction with the way the school is mm. run by the senior leadership, but there's um, been some external feedback that has echoed that dissatisfaction, and I think they're trying to form a response to it. Mm. And um, obviously it's not appropriate to talk in detail about that, but we've had a visit, as you long-term listeners will know, from the Education Review Office. 
And I must admit, when they came through, I had you know my two interactions with them. One was in my classroom where they came and observed me teach, and I found that to be an incredibly positive experience where the uh, auditor clearly engaged with what we were doing and gave. They only give quite neutral responses, but mm. I got. I felt affirmed and respected by the response that they gave verbally afterwards. And then I, I, I chose to um, speak to them directly about some of my misgivings about the running of the school. And um, so that, that wasn't a terrible experience, but I was always interested. I was very interested at the time about what would come of their visit. Mm, yes. Now we've got their draft report, which obviously isn't public at the moment, so we can't be talking about the content of it, but it has led to um, some self-reflection perhaps yeah possibly possibly some self-reflection I think it um it's definitely a report that I yeah at this stage because you know obviously the school gets the chance to um dispute some of the the things in the report and ask for some clarification around terminology and things like that but yeah I think at the moment um what's sitting in front of us in terms of that report is a reasonable uh, reflection of the things they possibly heard from staff and observed from being part of our school mm. for a week. I think it's, yeah, it's accurate. So it's great that we live work in a state school that has these mm. mechanisms of auditing so that if things do go off track, there's an objective observer who's able to register that and draw it to the attention of the leadership of the school. I, yes. I, can, I must say this, that to that extent the system's working and if our board of trustees have um, the ability to understand and interpret that information, it's going to be their responsibility to take action on it and Absolutely. it'll be again very interesting to see if that actually happens. Mm, mm. I just, yeah, I feel like there's just some Possibly some quite interesting times ahead just to see where things kind of move to from here. You know, obviously um, our leaders will be consulting a lot with the staff and trying to get to the bottom of some of the, the things that have come out in the report. So it's going to be very fascinating to see, you know, what happens from this point. Yeah, or they might be consulting. They yeah, may not. They may, they may consult it with others. It might feel like it, but... Yeah. yeah. Anyway. They might think they're consulting. Mm, <laughs> um, mm, mm. But also, um, yeah, and and obviously they started to make a few promises and some <laughs> of those promises haven't actually yet been fulfilled even no. though the time frame that they set for themselves hasn't has, has passed. Oh, it's, it, it, it's interesting, isn't it? I think it makes me reflect about my actions in the classroom. So mm, with, right. I, with the, the students would be like the staff as a school if, and I'd be the senior leader in relation to the students. And when I make undertakings to the students, do I hold myself to those undertakings and do I communicate when I fail mm. or when I don't measure up to the expectations that I set for myself and that I communicate to them? Mm. And I, I, I believe I do, but I definitely can see the importance of that when I, oh, when I find myself on the other side of it. Mm. Yeah. Well, we know how we know how a class a classroom can go when you um, have a group of students in front of you and you fail to deliver on a few promises a few times over. It um, can go can yeah. go pretty nasty pretty quickly. So yeah, um, particularly for especially for us because I think we set our classes up mm. to uh, respond to. Uh, the relationship we have Absolutely. like it's not just a set of rules that are implemented no. it's actually a, a working relationship that we try and establish yeah. with them and you definitely have to hold up our end I think there's a and, high and 
high trust model that operates, I think, across our classrooms. I think that would be a, yeah. possibly a fair thing to say. You know, we um, invest and in, and in, and in work with our students and expect the same in return. And you know, when one of us either side falls down, there's a lot of disappointment that happens. So yeah, um, yeah. And when you think about how hard it has been for us to voice our chagrin about yes. what's happening with uh, certain aspects of the running of the school, then actually that you know is a good reflection of the challenges that it would or challenge it would be for a student to challenge us oh, in yeah. something that Absolutely. disappointed them yeah. it, we have to create that opening we have to say pretty sure that I've let you down here and this is how it came about and I'm sorry and what should we do now yeah. because if I think if that's not said by us they're not going to have the courage or, or or even find the feel as if it's appropriate to uh, no. to question or challenge what they mm. see what they may perhaps see as a problem it's it's all about sort of that personal integrity that we're trying to model for our students as well you know taking ownership opening doors maintaining relationships but doing it all with that integrity behind you and I think that's Mm. just such an important thing for them to see from us um yeah and yeah yeah that's like our badge system which is designed around contestability and transparency that you know that whole system of setting up a credential system that they can understand so that they can uh, assess whether we're administering it well and so they have some control over it it actually all is about shifting the capacity for them to critique their learning and the experiences of learning to them so that we can actually respond and get better speaking of the credentials sorry are you done there (laughs) um i spent some time with them this week i i have felt i i know we've talked slightly about this um before in the, the last couple of weeks but I haven't really spent a lot of time with the credentials program lately. I think I haven't managed my balancing of time very well and it's just been something that has been shelved. But I pulled things back out on Thursday and sat down and I spent some time working on a couple of credentials um, which I've shared with, with you when you've got a chance after you've stopped procrastinating and marking. Well, I'm sure, it, no, I'm sure that'll be folded into my procrastination quite nicely. <laughs> but I spent some time with them um, you know, revisiting and re, like reworking some of the ideas that I've had brewing in my mind around some of the credentials I want to build. And actually, it really reminded me how much I really want to see this project through, how much I really want to mm. see it come to life in our classrooms. And yeah. so, um, I, yeah, I've set up a time every Thursday now that after school is my um, project time. So I've That's blocked awesome. it into my calendar. No one can touch that time. Yeah. It is such a fantastic system and it really is just a case of us finding and making the time to invest yeah. in the development of it so that we can have it rolling in our classes because I absolutely know it's going to be wonderful once we yeah, get there. I agree. Yeah. So, oh, that's good. That's hey, another thing about the classroom is yeah. um, you came to visit me in my class. It was, it was so just the delightful. nicest thing. <laughs> oh, so I was doing a, um, a, a, a lesson that comes from this a program called Let's Think in English. It comes. It's built on the pedagogy that they've established where they've set up a whole lot of very structured lessons around cognitive acceleration and developing a sense, a set of reasoning patterns that they want to promote in the students and using the uh, theories of social construction. So the students do a lot of discussion with each other and then report that discussion to the group and debate matters and questions in relation to texts and um, I, I, well, since since it's a, a well-established pedagogy with a, with a really quite clear structure to it I asked you to come mm, and you came. I did and just firstly it was so nice to just be in your classroom with you with 
your year 10 students who are delightful um yeah. and just to see just to to um affirm all the things in my mind that I know about you as a teacher like it was just a really nice experience for me um and secondly I really loved how I really loved what I saw of the program like I think I'd really it's it's very interesting and it's not dissimilar to things that I guess we naturally do in the classroom but it's a much more structured approach to it with really obvious and clear thinking behind it and mm. um oh yeah I mean I was really impressed by it so the, pre- the yeah. precision of it is wonderful Isn't I also it? also learned from it you saying that you don't really need to learn this but I certainly do and that is that um if you want to promote the, the students' discussion, you have to be very careful not to mm. express a value judgment about yep. their responses. Like, it, though it seems counterintuitive, saying good or great or fantastic to certain yes. responses tends to actually quieten other students Absolutely. from giving a response because they feel like they're having to please you or mm. satisfy you with mm. their responses. Mm. So, um, Just you know, to be that, quite a that, neutral body to, for the conversation to flow through rather than... That's right, rather yeah. than being the person they're sort of speaking for the per, for the validation of Two, so yeah yeah. I, yeah and so that's good but I also um but there's still a role sometimes for the teacher to place a question or a point of view into the conversation definitely and so that's um so so just sort of finding that neutral place in the in, in a conversation with students has been a really interesting experience for me mm, mm. so I, I tend to have I tend to take a, a more Socratic approach and <laughs> have a very strong view and ask them to argue with me on that. And it does actually work too. I think Absolutely. that has its place. But oh, I, think, I think there's room for all of it, I think. Yeah, both. Uh, there's got to be a balance of both, you know. We're, we are there yeah. as, as, as their teacher and we, it is expected that we bring a level of expertise to to them that they don't yet have. So, you know, we That's do. it's important sure. that we it's yeah. important that we recognise that too. But at the same time, yeah. man, there was some awesome thinking and discussion happening without you in that classroom mm. on um, Friday. So, yeah, thank mm. you so much for inviting me along. Oh, you're most welcome and please come again. I, I, <laughs> I, I mean, it's just such a rare thing, isn't it, for us to have anyone in our classroom who's yeah. not um, a student. But we've also, we've just acquired through great fortune oh. uh, the services of a learning support teacher called Anna who's a teacher herself actually yes. but currently working in learning support and my goodness isn't it just so nice having an adult I mean, she's fabulous oh. yeah <laughs> but also awesome. I really just like talking to her so about what's just happened it's just great she's just a delight she is so what, yeah. a, what a bonus for I us I know she's wonderful um, she's and yeah. the thing that I've really really enjoyed about having her there is it's just it's somebody else with a fresh take and um yeah and and she can point things out to me that maybe I haven't thought of approaching it like that before and I just I really enjoy her presence it's just mm. delightful mm. I think she's also a teacher whose class I would want to be in. oh yeah <laughs> absolutely yeah, yeah for sure for sure so I, I, speaking of kind of feedback in that, I thought we, we had an email from a listener. So I thought we did say that we should start sharing some of the emails from listeners. And I, I, this is an anonymously supplied email. And it doesn't have a reply address. So <laughs> I think the only way we can respond to this email is by reading it out. Obviously, the person who wrote it will never be revealed because we don't even know who they are. <laughs> and um, but if you are listening to the future podcasts, then you may this this may be you. So the the email went 
Hi, Chris and Renee. I love the podcast. I'm actually training to be a secondary school English teacher myself. Getting to hear from teachers dealing with everyday situations as a classroom is really valuable. So I just wanted to say thanks for putting this out. And I'm I'm so happy. Thank you so much, whoever you are, for uh, sending that message. And yeah, well, we're we're really enjoying making this, but also it's really exciting to think that we are maybe communicating with others who are doing our work and Mm. and as we always say if you have a point of view or a perspective on the things we bring up for discussion we'd definitely love to hear about it Mm. Mm. we absolutely would well Chris I think that brings us sort of to the end at the moment doesn't it yes it does I mean we know what I've got to go and do (laughs) how many in your level two class have you got how many papers have you got to get through 32 oh 32 you can do it. You can do it. I can. Yeah. And it'll be lovely once it gets started, as it always is. Yeah, exactly. And I hope it's been a beautiful day here. I hope you're going to have a nice evening. I am. Yeah. I, I mean, I've got a little bit of marking to do, but I thought I might do it tomorrow. Um, cool. So I'm going to go back to my painting, actually, painting of my bedroom at the moment. And it's... Um, oh, yes. I just can't quite keep myself away from it because it's so nearly finished and I just want to yeah. get there. Um, so that's yeah, great. that's going to be my evening. Wonderful. Well, mm. we'll see you next week. We will. And um, by then we'll be in the thick of our exam marking, so <gasps> you'll be able to hear in our voices the toll that might be taking. <laughs> and um, hopefully we'll be able to bring some excerpts from those papers to read to you. Absolutely. And we did talk about it, and if we try, and, if we can manage it, we'll try and get some feedback from the students about yep. exams as well. Totally, totally. And if you are a student, good luck for next week. Don't stress. It's just a practice. You can do it. <laughs> yeah, have some fun. Yeah, show us what you can uh, do. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I'll see you on Monday. Yep, great. See okay, you, Renee. Bye. This was an episode of See Me After Class with Renee and Chris. My Twitter handle is at edutronic underscore net. And mine is at Renee Plunkett too. See you next week. <laughs>